Welcome to the Hack My Solar Podcast, providing off-grid solutions to an on-grid world. Hey everybody, this is Sean Mills with Hack My Solar. Thanks for joining us today. We're going to talk about mounting options for solar arrays. I've gotten a couple questions from some audience members uh, wanting to know a little bit about how you site and uh, where you install panels. So today we're going to talk about mounting options and then later in the week we're going to talk about uh, how to decide where to site and some considerations for siting uh, specifically on a ground mount system. So there are two options for mounting solar panels. Obviously one of them is a roof mount. Uh, that's the ones that you typically see when you're driving down the road and the other is ground mount. Uh, that's what you'll see a lot of the utility uh, scale systems. Big wide open areas uh, with a bunch of panels on the ground. Uh, we're going to discuss the pros and cons of each and uh, as we go through I'll sprinkle a little bit of my opinion in and you can take that or leave it. <laughs> um, so rooftop arrays are obviously again on the roof. Uh, they are restricted by the characteristics of your roof so if your roof is at a bad angle or it doesn't face south or you have obstructions like chimneys or skylights your solar array is going to be a little less productive due to shading or due to not facing the right direction or uh, again if the angle isn't right we'll, we'll talk a little bit more in, later in the week about the right angle depending on where you are in the country uh, on the other hand a, a ground mounted solar panel can be put wherever the conditions are best um, ground mount systems are a little bit more expensive typically than rooftop solar on a per watt basis because there is a little bit of additional labor there can be per permitting you might need excavation work and things like that uh, that being said if your property isn't ideal for a rooftop solar then installing a ground mount system can actually save you money in the long run now also if your home uses a lot of electricity uh, your roof might not even be big enough for a solar energy that meets your needs so even if you've got the right azimuth and the right tilt the um, the the real estate that's available on your roof might run out before you actually get enough panels up there to meet your needs so for example if you've got 1200 square foot of roof dedicated to solar uh, or you need 1,200 square foot of your roof to be dedica dedicated to solar, but only 800 square foot of your roof faces south, you can see that's obviously an area where you're going to run out of room before you get enough generation. Now, if you're going to be going with a roof-mounted system and uh, you've already maxed out your conservation, then um, going with a more efficient but also sometimes a higher cost per watt panel might be the right option. Right now, as far as I can tell from kind of scouring the market, 270 watt panels up to sometimes 330 watt panels are about the best bang for your buck in terms of dollars per watt. But you can get uh, the same size panel uh, with a higher nameplate capacity because it's more efficient. But with more efficiency, it typically becomes uh, is a higher installation cost. Now, um, when you mount on your roof, uh, your panels are going to be harder to access to maintain. Uh, and we know that clean panels are always the goal. Uh, not cleaning panels from pollen, dust, and other buildup can have a big impact on your output. 
Snow buildup is another consideration that you need to take into account when you are talking about putting a roof-mounted system in. Um, you can't always easily get to the roof to clear snow off of a panel um, you know, after a storm. Another thing to think about is in the summer, your panels are going to be hotter on the roof because there's less airflow than on a ground-mounted system. And as we've talked about before, the hotter the panel is, the less effective it is. Um, now, that being said, when you, when you mount panels on your roof, you do take advantage of space that's otherwise not being used. No one really uses their roof for anything, so it's a nice place to put panels so that you're not having to sacrifice precious real estate on the ground. And uh, while I'm not aware of any specific studies, I would imagine that that little bit of shade on the roof might give a degree or two or, or maybe more. Uh, impact on your attic temperatures, which may reduce your overall cooling load in the summer. Now, you also on a roof-mounted system, you don't have to dig a trench to bury transmission lines. Uh, there's no excavation or heavy equipment needed for a roof-mounted system. So let's move on to ground-mounted systems. Uh, obviously, when you're putting in a ground-mounted system, you can place the panels at the exact tilt and azimuth you choose, uh, whatever is best for your goal. Due south might not be the best option uh, due to shading considerations in your area. The ideal is to have a shade-freed array throughout the entire day from dusk till dawn. However, uh, or from dawn to dusk rather, but uh, you know, obstructions such as trees, other buildings, or even mountains uh, can have an impact on how much sun you're getting on those panels throughout the day. Early morning and, and late afternoon sun is not as powerful as in the midday hours. So typically, if you aim for a shade-free window from, say, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., three hours on either side of solar noon, will give you uh, the most energy available at the site. Now, if you have great sun from, say, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., like we do on our homestead, you might change your azimuth a little bit to take advantage of that. Uh, ground mounting also allows for multiple azimuths, so you might have most of your panels facing one direction, let's call it 180 degrees due south, but have a few panels off by a few dozen degrees to take advantage of afternoon or morning sun. Uh, for example, at the Hack My Solar Homestead, we do have uh, one-third of our system is a little bit more easterly facing so that we're getting a little bit more uh, of that morning sun um, which is helpful to us because we have a tree line on that side of our property. So we don't get great sun onto the panels till 10, but that little bit of adjustment, particularly in the winter months, uh, definitely helps us out in terms of getting the electricity into the system when we need it. Uh, now, when you are working on a ground mount system, a lot of people utilize trackers. Uh, when solar panels are exposed to sunlight, the angle at which the sun rays meet the surface of the panel is known as the angle of incidence, and it determines how well the panel can convert incoming light into electricity. The narrower that angle, so the more directly straight on to the panel, uh, the more energy a panel can produce. Solar trackers can help minimize that angle by orienting the panel so that the light strikes them perpendicular to their surface. There are two types of uh, tracking systems. You've got a single axis system and a dual axis system. A single axis tracker moves your panels on one axis of movement uh, aligned with north and south. And these setups allow your panels to arc from east to west and track the sun as it rises and sets. So imagine 
As the sun rises and transverses the sky, the panels move along with it. And then in the evening, they reset themselves back to east to be ready for that next morning sun. A dual axis tracker allows your panel to move on that east to west arc, but also adjust itself uh, on the angle of tilt. So in the winter, it's going to have a angle that's closer to pointing at that lower sun. And then over the year, it's going to go back up and down. Uh, to meet that summer solstice, very high sun, and then back down again. Uh, so it does it does the job of the single axis tracker, but it also adjusts the tilt. Now, uh, the reality is that the closer to the equator you are, the less effective a dual tracking system is because there's less variation in the winter and the summer sun. Um, where I do most of my consulting work, typically south of the Ohio River, uh, I advise my customers to evaluate a single axis and not even look into dual axis. Panels are so cheap that you can add panels for less expense than adding a second axis of tracking. If you are on an off-grid uh, homemade mount system like we are, you can utilize a different version of the single tilt system in that uh, what we do is we just adjust a little bit our angle uh, based on the time of year. So we'll go out at the uh, winter and the summer solstice and the equinoxes and adjust our uh, tilt just a little bit uh, to get us through that next point of the year so that we're maximizing our system. Now, when, now that being said, when we put our system in, I, I couldn't find a reasonable priced single axis tracker. We, we looked at it and knew that dual axis was not going to be the way for us, but a single axis would have been helpful. Um, again, I couldn't find a good price for one at the time six years ago. So we just built our own mounts and, and again, adjust them a little bit here and there over the course of the year to maximize our output. Now, that being said, technology, reliability, and cost for these single axis trackers have come down enough to where it's something that it, it's, it, I mean, if you can get an extra 25% out of an array just by putting it on a pole and putting a single axis tracker on there and, and you know you've got uh, enough you know good ground to where the the digging isn't going to kill you and uh, you know you've got access to put some concrete in there to concrete that pole in which is typically like a schedule 80 pipe six inch diameter or so um, you can build that ground mount pole system with a single axis tracker fairly economically and that 25-ish percent gain in output is going to be well worth it because now that's 25% less panels you have to buy that may be the difference between say a you know 150 amp and a 250 amp charge controller which is a big cost deal um, and, and you know when you take a look at how and when you're going to be using your electricity all of those things come into you know the the financial uh, look at okay if we're going to do this versus doing that what are the pros and cons so when we're looking at it from a um, maintenance system the ground mount is typically a better option when we're looking at it from you know the cost of the total system a lot of times that single axis tracker will more than pay for itself by reducing the amount of panels you have to put in so really to summarize, if you have the real estate, relatively soft ground, uh, a single axis pole mount uh, tracker is the way to go in my opinion. Uh, a standard non-tracking ground mount would be the next best. 
unless your roof just happens to be at a great angle and azimuth and of the proper size for your solar needs. And even in that case, it's a toss up. If you're limited on the amount of real estate on the ground you have, you know, if you're on a smaller lot and you're like, hey, I want to do this or, or not even on a smaller lot, but have a small portion of the lot that's cleared and you say, hey, I want to go with the solar. I want to put it in, but I don't want to take up, you know, X amount of the real estate that I have, or I don't like the look. I'm willing to pay a little bit more or have, you know, the inconvenience of, of maintenance access because I want it on the roof. I don't want it on the ground. All those are great reasons. And, and part of that, um, process that you need to go to when determining, you know, how you're going to go, uh, with that, I think I'm going to wrap it up for today. Uh, like I said, later in the week, we'll talk. Uh, we'll go a little bit more into how to site a ground mount system because there are a lot of things to take into consideration there. But uh, if you've got questions, you can send them to me at Sean, S-H-A-W-N, at HackMySolar.com. Go to our Facebook page, HackMySolar.com, or just HackMySolar. Um, you can go to the website, and each one of these podcasts has a blog post that goes with it. And the comments are open there, so you can comment. I'd uh, love to hear uh, any questions. I've gotten some good feedback from, from folks that are listening. And uh, we're going to be working our way through all of those questions and, and getting those answers out to you. Uh, so with that being said, thanks for joining us today, and look forward to talking to you next time. 